0: Welcome to Getting Real Estate with Josh and Casey.
1: Josh Linhart from Directors Mortgage.
0: And I'm Casey Spohr with John L. Scott. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back everybody. Um, today, we actually have two guests. Um, we have kind of a different episode today we I mean maybe you'll learn something from it, but it's just kind of gonna be a round table conversation um We have Rachel Ball, who is a colleague of mine here at General Scott, and we have uh Nick Carter who is a colleague of Josh's from Director's Mortgage. Yeah, we
1: figured it'd be fun to have some people on that have different experiences than we do, share some fun stories, funny stories, interesting stories. And like Casey said, maybe you'll learn something along the way, but just keep it interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Nick, welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. Well, why don't you tell people just like how you got started in the industry, how long you've been doing it for, what brought you to directors to begin with? Sure. So
2: I was a, a boat brat. I worked at a place called Staff Jennings Boating Centers. And I was there for 15 years. And obviously in 2007 and eight, not a lot of people were wanting to buy boats. Fair. And weird. So, what, yeah. ha- what happened in two thousand? I don't know. <laughs> I just I would look around the <laughs> showroom and no one was there. It's so weird. Wild. And uh, I was in a, basically like a, a leads group type thing. And I would go up there and I was working there and two other jobs and the mortgage professional at that time said, you should really come check this out. and So
1: you didn't have any, like, it was, because I shared my story that it was my assistant manager when I was working in the call center. I was like, have you thought about mortgages? It was literally just somebody in a leads group being like, you might be good at this.
2: Yeah. Interesting. That's awesome. Because he came from the boat world as well and knew the sales side of things and knew the finance side because we actually finance boats when we were there. Sure. And I did that and looked at credit. So I knew that world. So it was... You know, got in, learned it, and, uh, you know, we were actually able to broker deals to Director's Mortgage on the broker site, and that was called USA Direct, and so five and a half years of, you know, brokering deals, they approached me and said, what do you think about having your own grand chair? Awesome.
1: That is wonderful. And how long have you been now at Director's? Uh, I think I'm eight years Okay, so a good good clip. For those who don't know, I had the pleasure of being hired by Nick. I think I shared a little in our first episode, but I was at a credit union prior, and actually it was a real real estate friend of mine that connected us. Uh, I was uh, having some challenges with the limitations of programs or my ability to market, and he was like, I have the perfect person to talk to, and uh, he introduced us, and I ended up meeting Nick, I think twice. And it was like in, in about five minutes, I knew pretty sure that directors was where I wanted That's to where be. where I'm
0: going to be at. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we also have Rachel here. Rachel. Hello. Welcome. Thank welcome you. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Um, why don't you kind of give a quick little introduction tell us how you got started in real
1: How estate. long have you been doing it for? <laughs> what got you started in the real estate industry?
0: Um, yeah, so I actually was a hairstylist for 10 years. Um, and I loved it. It was definitely my passion at that time, but I, um, I had my son and when you're a hairstylist, you really have to be at the salon for every dollar that you're making. You have to be present, you know, in there. And so I wanted a job that gave me more flexibility. And so I decided to follow a new passion and I, um, I became kind of like an apprentice under uh, one of the, you know, more successful agents in our area and learned a bunch. And then I got my license and I went on my own.
1: How long have you been doing it for?
0: Um, I think in total now, like three years because I was a assistant for the first year unlicensed, you know, and then,
1: so you got in like in the midst or start of COVID stuff. Yes. That must have been a interesting dynamic, like getting out. Cause I mean, before then open houses, going out, like, you know, Popeyes, all that, that yeah. all just like disappeared. Mm-hmm. So uh, that must have was. been really challenging yeah, for like that startup was. aspect.
0: Yeah, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. And the, the way that we marketed was interesting for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's so funny, Nick gets in 2008 when the market's literally crumbling yeah. <laughs> and Rachel, and, and honestly myself gets in when the market just like flourishes yeah so, yeah. yeah
1: and it's like because people didn't at the time the at the beginning like if you got in like beginning middle of 2020 it was not known that it was going to flourish no, it was no. assumed that everything was like possibly the worst time you could have possibly chosen like, to get into any kind of real estate
0: Yes, but I will say that it allowed me to continue working because when I was doing hair, you know, the salons shut down. They weren't working for months at a time. Clients were scared to come in even when they were open. So um, having a job that I could work from home. Yeah, during that time was forced
1: you to work from home. Yeah, then you got to get more creative.
0: It did, yeah, but I continued to get paid and I had just had a baby, and that was important. That's what you needed. Yeah, Yeah. so, uh, um, so yeah, it was actually really perfect for me. I think it worked out,
1: and I think a lot of us can attest to like our industry. COVID caused a lot of like evolutions and changes in just the way in which we operate. There's some stuff going back to normal, but like online content became a lot more streamlined, you know, three years Mm -hmm. ago or so. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the concept of like, being at the office, working remotely, how you <laughs> juggle all of that, like th- that everything changed three years ago. And I would say that it is still very much not back to normal no, in terms yeah. of like you're not just like in the office Monday through Friday do it, it's oh,
0: like, no not it, at at the all.
1: scope and way in which we operate just entirely evolved. Yeah. Did well, we did we do any video conferencing before COVID? Nope. at work? No. I don't, I don't think so. Never. It was like if you yeah. showed up at the office for the office meeting at of the week, if you didn't, it was like maybe you got a call like, Hey, missed yeah. you this week. But no, now that is exclusively what we do because People are, I mean, they pick and choose different days to come into the office and, it, but it allowed flexibility for folks too, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't because you realized very quickly, at least I know directors is this way. It was like, as long as you're still doing your, like, I trust you to, to work. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to be like planted. Some people need that. I, I think there's a good conversation about Mm -hmm. being at work and being productive versus like sometimes people at home, it's harder to stay motivated, but some, they found out very quickly who those people were.
0: People don't have to be micromanaged (laughs) on on like a a large scale. People don't have to be micromanaged. And we're in industries where at least we're an industry, like our businesses are our business. We're with, we're agents at John L. Scott, but like we're independent brokers. Like our businesses, we can come in when we want, we can go when we want. Rachel and I are in here a lot. You kind uh, of have, you,
1: you have yeah. to be self-driven to be in lending oh, or yeah. real estate. Yeah, yes.
0: yeah, yeah. So, if <laughs> more we, you, than like any other industries, I would imagine. Yeah. 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 So, really, as, if you're not self-motivated, you're probably not at this more than a year or two. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> then we're then you're not sitting at this table having this conversation with right. us, and you don't have all the funny stories that I'm sure that we're going to share. Yes. So, well,
1: I wanted to start out because I think everybody when they get into the industry, they have different sort of. Um, Stories or clients or people or instances that sort of shape how they do business. So I'm curious for you guys sort of if you've run into clients, and and I'll give a good example. Like when I very first started, I now have, I think a lot of us kind of develop um, uh, verbiage. Uh, These are the Mm -hmm. bullet points I hit with every person I talk to to make sure I'm covering my bases because our industries are vast. Mm -hmm. You know, what help people need is very, very extensive. So I always, when people are shopping for homes, every time, don't quit your job. Don't open up a new credit or debt. Don't pull your credit for any reason and keep making your payments of your bills on time. And I have those bullet points in place because the, I think the second or third client I ever helped when I knew nothing got all the way to the end. And traditionally speaking, we get cleared to close. Everything has been signed off on. And then we call like the day before they go to sign the employer to do a verification of employment, just a verbal hey, does this person still work here? Yeah.
0: Let that be a tip of education. They will. They don't just verify your income and your job at the beginning. They will check again, and it's probably the day you're closing. So yeah. don't quit your job. It is
1: at the end to say like, hey, has anything changed? And sure enough, this guy was like 64, 65, called his employer and the front desk person said, oh, they actually offered him early retirement. And we just had his going away party yesterday, which effectively cut his effective, his income, his qualifiable income by 75%. And he could no longer buy the house. That was a huge, I mean, granted, I think, you know, some amount of common sense goes into when like you're buying a home. But the fact is, is that we deal with folks a lot of time. They just don't know any better. They really just don't. So
0: I have a client right now that I have every time we see a house I have to talk him out he's like oh I think I'm gonna go buy a car after this and he's going through a, a little bit of a crisis but um <laughs> yeah but he's like I I'm bored I'm like please don't do that don't buy a car don't buy anything right just relax and
1: so it develops sort of like then that that is he is the reason why I say yeah do not quit your job yeah. but have did you guys have instances you know folks that kind of developed early on or people that you've worked with clients that have sort of Helped you develop the way in which you
2: operate with clients nowadays. Had a former coworker, the last place that after the after he signed, he went to the employer and basically went in, flipped him off. Said "F you, I'm out. Oh. I got my house." <laughs> Guess Before what? Ford? he funded after he when you sign, that's not funding. Oh, oh no! So they called. Oh
0: my god! After
2: they got the docs and said, "Hey, now we're going to do our verification of employment," and they said, "Actually, he just came in here and." gave us a bird. So no, he does not work here and he will never work here again. No. And that was a, I don't say a good to know, good story. Bad to know. <laughs>
0: yeah, <the laughs> no. End up with good stories, but they're not uh, funny at the time. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that, that is honestly one of the things that like the whole you sign one day you fund another day. Typically. I mean, sometimes there's table funding, which mm-hmm. means you sign and you fund the same day, but that's not, typical it's you sign one day you fund and record with the county the next day i didn't know that as a brand new independent agent and i drove my behind all the way to Chilliquin to give keys to my client and the title company that part of that was on them and the way that they handled the situation because we actually should have table funded or like we should have they should have had the docs the day before but i get there about ready to hand keys to my client and the listing agent's like, absolutely, don't you do that. And I'm like, Oh, I let clients in yeah. into the house. Oh no, we, yeah, we got into sure. the house yeah. and then we proceeded yeah. to sit in the house for four hours together as my client is livid that I won't just give her the keys and I am livid with the title company because they, but it was like one of those things that like, yes, the title company dropped the ball, but I didn't know to tell them like, hey, we have to like, Fund and record first. So I will. I tell people every time. Just because we're we're signing today, this is this is the exciting part. Tomorrow's the really exciting part, and never again. Oh my god! Signing
2: signing is taking the test. You gotta let the uh, teacher grade it. Yeah, they gotta grade (laughs) it.
0: That is
2: a great analogy. I tell
0: you what. You sit in a house for four hours. A seven-hour round-trip drive from your home one oh time gosh. with clients,
1: That's a good see you being advice. mad. Yeah,
0: and you will never ever forget to tell your clients and, about designing and funding again. And
1: to be fair, like Rachel, to your point, I just about four or five months ago, I helped some friends' parents of mine purchase a home, and they started with a program where she gave me bank statements, and there was like fifty-five thousand dollars in her account. She only needed five percent down. She's buying a three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars house. And I was like, yep, you've got – I gave her the same, like don't quit your job, don't open up any new credit or debt, and don't um, you know, keep paying your regular payments, your bills on time. I neglected to say don't spend all of your money that you have yeah. between – so we got yeah. an accepted offer, and I had bank statements from the month before. And then the it was like the offer then rolled into the next month like the close date. So then it was like, hey, we need updated. It was like you know February bank statements or whatever. And her bank balance had dropped from like fifty five thousand dollars to like eight grand. Oh no! She went and bought a car in cash. She went and gave her. She just like handed she her didn't kids
0: finance like, it. She didn't
1: finance <laughs> it. No, nope. she just gave her kids like fourteen thousand dollars. She had
0: a crisis. Whatever it
1: was, and yeah. so the thing is, in our industry, there is. Hundreds and hundreds of guidelines, and our job is, of course, to make it as smooth as possible. But even with our best intentions, you know, it's like sometimes, even 11 years in, mm-hmm. you still come and you're like, But remember when we talked about like the money needed to close? Now you don't have that anymore. Yeah, and it ended up we did it where like basically the family members that they just given money to, like we worked out like a gift situation on a conventional mortgage, but it was just like it was so challenging. To come like four weeks later, being like you have plenty of money, everything is fine, yeah. and then her bank balance is like forty five thousand dollars low three and a half weeks later. So,
0: but you guys worked it out.
1: Yes, yeah, Good got it all. you. Yeah, I mean, that
0: was we, we always work it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: actually, really <laughs> Yeah, oh,
1: so me I mean, you know, that's one <laughs> that's of the awesome. reasons I came to directors is like problem solving and and you know coordination. Mm-hmm. So. On conventional mortgages, gift funds from family are allowed. And as long as you know it is a gift, we'd get a gift letter signed that they can then transfer the money straight to the title company. It's verified at that point and we can consider it like cash as a down payment or whatever. So fortunately they had family members that were able to assist and make that happen to be able to finalize everything. But I mean I obviously it's a scary phone call to make to be like, Hey, remember how you just yeah. spent like two grand on inspections and appraisal and earnest money and that window's gone like that is just wasted money now because you blew all your cash to buy your house without telling me you were going to buy a car and give away money and do all this other stuff.
0: Yeah. Do you, Rachel have some, like a specific kind of like tale like that early on? Um, or even from your assistant days, like did you witness something that you like were like, okay, I should not do that or do that. Oh my gosh. So many things, (laughs) nothing like specific, to that story but like oh my gosh so many different topics I like the first one that comes to mind was when I had a showing with some (laughs) some people that I met on Zillow and (laughs) I they brought a dog with them and I just was like okay well in my new agent brain I was like I don't think that we're legally allowed to ask about if they're a, oh, service, a service dog okay. or not. And so I just kind of thought, okay, here we go. And they were planning on bringing this dog in the house. So anyways, this house had brand new carpets, brand new everything. Oh, <laughs> no. Can you not, this dog went in every no. single room and took a poop. No. No. <laughs> And I had to call the listing agent. I all I had in my car was Febreze.
2: Oh,
0: I had nothing to clean it with. And the house was vacant. There was nothing. So I'm like trying to clean oh my god. What did the owners do? What did the people do? They didn't even clean up their own poop. They were no. like, Oh, sorry. And then <laughs> This is Zillow people. This is what you get.
2: Oh, no. Yeah,
0: no, they didn't even clean it up.
2: And just left. Just left. With dog poop yeah, in and every they, room on yeah. every
1: carpet. No Needless to say, I did
0: way. not, I did not sell those guys a house. So them learned. I, I never actually even spoke to them again. I <laughs> say no pets, please. Um don't ever let somebody Well, and I did ask in the beginning like, Oh, is your dog like well trained? I just wanna make sure that they're not gonna like chew anything up or whatever and
1: <laughs> Or mark on every card
0: I didn't realize the dog could possibly Take a poop in every single room. I mean, it was at least three rooms. That's that, insane. That's that like, how delicious. Do you have that? It does. <laughs> it feels <laughs> like it that feels malicious. If the dog like was well
2: trained, it would be able to stay at home. If the owners have to take the dog with them, I
0: guess so, but they're I not well trained. That's just, else. That's
2: which fair. is
0: why I thought, well, this is so unusual. It must be a service dog. Right. Who would yeah. And you do want to be
1: sensitive to that. You're like, yeah. I don't want to assume yeah. this person must have. A reason. small amount of tact of why they're bringing their dog to a brand new showing. Oh my god.
0: Right? It was so bad. And then I, so I got, you know, toilet paper, tried to clean it up as best oh, I could. Just to be, paper. to be honest, it was <laughs> raw.
2: It was. Oh, no. my
0: daddy is at. Get newspaper and set <laughs> it, news uh, yeah. it over top. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I febreze it and I just had a call the listening to, listen to it because it was light colored. Carpeting and mm. it was not the same color after we left, and no. yeah, it was bad. And so I learned on that one <laughs> um, to ask more questions. Right? That's a good. I mean, don't that's a good allow, learning lesson. Yeah, yeah. Don't allow um just any dog into a listing. In fact, don't let any dogs into the listing. Any dogs into the listing. Oh, okay. You do have to be sensitive to people with service dogs and yeah. yeah. you know, different situations, but I. Wish that I I was new and I was nervous and I didn't want to mess up and I just thought they probably know what they're doing <laughs> it, you know, fine. and now I would ask. questions. Sure, sure. yeah, it's definitely. funny. Yeah.
1: I one of the first speaking of that, like I had been a loan officer for less than a week, and this is going to sound horrible. It was not me that said it, but the person training me is that I essentially you go into the industry wanting to give people the benefit of the doubt.
2: Yeah.
1: And, the, like, literally a week in, the guy was, like, a 15-year veteran, and he just looked at me, and he's like, people are idiots. Mm-hmm. that do not trust anything they say until they give you the proof of what they're telling you. They don't know what we're qualifying for income, for assets, like, just, he's like, just use that as a blanket rule. And now, granted, I don't, like, carry that with me, <laughs>
0: but, uh, Josh, I,
2: Nick Carty, do not believe people are so idiots. I,
0: uh, <laughs> my welcome my new color,
2: <laughs> yeah so i clearly i was
1: like well i can't just like function as though but when you come up against situations like that where like people are either purposefully or unpurposefully lying to you deceitful i mean i've had people that have told me one thing and brought me another have been mm-hmm. fairly malicious like you can tell that, like we go through training on a consistent basis to ask questions because it is our job to curb things like fraud or what else, you know, that was essentially his learning lesson in a very gruff and and rude way. But it's like those things teach you, like, okay, I need to be better at being, make sure all the boxes are checked,
0: yeah, yeah, in
1: case yeah. I'm not gonna just assume
0: yeah. somebody's like, oh, I make ten grand a month, and you're
1: like, you're yeah, cool. a server at a high end restaurant, you've been working for two months, and three fourths of that's tips, like, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think a sensitive way to say that very firm lesson that joman taught josh was you don't know what you don't know right and we can't just assume people know what we know and yeah. we didn't know what we didn't know you Correct. know and it's you know we i mean we just blatantly said to that man's sentiment we were idiots <laughs> when you're brand new yes. We didn't, you we don't just know, didn't know what we didn't know you know and and I'd even be
1: willing to say a lot of that fell on me, right? It's like also, like, me, don't be an idiot. Like, I've got to be oh, better. You're like, how, oh, you're, you're sitting there, like, oh, I felt one,
0: like an idiot. That, that bit
1: me big time. Yeah.
0: I took a seven yeah. hour round trip. <laughs> like,
1: that was because you didn't dumb, know.
0: Because I didn't know. And People, then I had to,
1: including us.
0: Yeah. Turn around. <laughs> I had to turn around the next day and take another seven hour round trip. Oh, my, <laughs> my gosh. So, you know, we all learn. We all learn.
1: What about you, Nick? Any, like, funny stories, things that you've come across and, you know, you're now eight years of experience
2: in the industry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's almost like pick a, pick any part of the the loan and I could name a a funny story. It's just being in the industry. And, you know, when I got in, it was a a buyer's market. Every house for sale was a short sale or Mm -hmm. a foreclosure and that was a, a different world and then learning all, you know, and then lending and tighten up so much. It was, I mean, it's just crazy going through. And when, when, Tesla's first came out, I uh, had a, a two different clients that we get to the closing pull credit and, what, what's a $700 car payment? What's my Tesla? Because oh, no. once they inform us that it's available, we have two weeks to buy it. Yeah. No. Oh, well, that would be good to know. So I got hit twice with one of those. Oh, they oh no. Able, able to make it work.
0: I never thought about that, but they did that to uh-huh. me too. For yeah. a while. Yeah. 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 Um,
2: oh my God. What's really funny <laughs> is that when people are in need of something, they'll always see a sale. And so the number uh-huh. one thing is uh, you know, appliances or furniture. So yeah. if you watch... any commercial you watch the news tonight you will see a commercial on an appliance sale or furniture sale for sure Mm -hmm. if you're not looking for that you don't notice it but as soon as you buy a house once once a month it's always hey i need i need this uh i need couch i need a sofa i need all this stuff and i need to do it's like no i promise you next week after we close there will be a sale and the week after, yeah. And every holiday you could think of, yeah. there will be a furniture and appliance sale
0: <laughs> every single time, there every will. holiday. There so
2: um, that's an example I give to almost everybody. We should
0: have a disclosure that says that. Yeah, yeah. there will be. There's more sales. There's more sales. They, more more sales.
1: they <laughs> do. Well, I mean, they do sign in the declarations. Do you plan on opening up any other revolving lines or installment thats during this process? And they check I yes sure or no. Do. Yeah, and it is. I mean, I had a woman. Um, buy a house. And a week before closing, we did a, a credit refresh at the very end. And there was a $300 payment from Best Buy. And she's like, well, they were running really cool sales on TVs. I just had to pick one up.
0: I just, I just had to. And
1: it caused yeah. the deal to fall just through. To. Oh, her $3,000 television and her $3, $300 a month payment caused it so that she no longer could buy her house. Yeah. And because the problem is like at the very, very end of the process, the issue was, I was like, okay, try to like sell it, do something. But then yeah. the sellers, because of all the delays, because it was literally, we were supposed to close in a few days. I'm like, we're not going to get this resolved. The sellers then were like, sorry, we're moving on to the next deal. We have a backup offer ready to go. Yeah, I know. So those types of things are really challenging, obviously, but that's, I'm very, and I, and I even had conversation, like I'm trying to be very gentle. I'm like, I remember when we talked about, and I, the example I give is, don't open up any new credit or debt. I said, when you buy a house, you'll go to a place like Macy's to buy a new bed and they'll say, open up a credit card and save 25 or 50% off. I was like, but the challenge is when you do that, it's gonna take them time to generate that new statement. Mm -hmm. So the problem is you are left, even if you qualify with the payment, let's say it's not a debt to income problem. Maybe it's just a timing issue. We refresh the credit a few days before we're supposed to close. And it's like, hey, you got a new payment. We need to know what that is oh, I got it. Now I got to call Macy's corporate office on the East Coast and get them to generate a statement with my name, my account, my balance, all that kind of stuff, and then get it emailed over. And Macy's is like, well, it'll take us two weeks. It's a brand new account. Yeah. So those are the types of things that like can cause delays or challenges. And I'm telling people, it's like, hold off, wait yeah. to do this. And then when you're done...
0: Just say no to lines of credit cards.
2: <laughs> just no. Seriously. Um,
0: so, Nick, what is like, do you have like a funniest story? Like, when you look back on your career, like, what is one of like the biggest stories that sticks out in your mind of just like makes you like chuckle or like shake your uh, head or maybe like one of the most stressful?
2: The probably the funniest was a, I think before OnlyFans came out, oh. I had a, had a client <laughs> yeah. that did some. Internet marketing, Work. I guess you could call. It. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Internet marketing, yes. That's good. And yeah.
2: the They're bank an statements account. and the different things for it, and didn't qualify, but just
0: not successfully.
2: Apparently not, <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. Ever, better,
0: ever. <laughs> but
2: but I vividly remember yeah. calling hard. her and being like, "Hold on, I'm working." and she lived in her grandma's house and so oh goodness and And she
0: worked for her grandma's house yep
2: yep went into the other room and um working well she was
0: trying to get out of her grandma's house yeah she was clearly
2: and and i just remember like i don't want to know just call me later and just like i don't blush (laughs) and i
0: was like oh this is just really
2: awkward Can you Call me when you have more time.
0: Oh. You actually don't have to pick up the phone in the middle of work. No. No, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Is like, there's voicemail. I, you could just call me back.
2: Yeah. We <laughs> like, were so down at Grandma's house. You give no. me a ring. But yeah, she didn't. I mean, it was like, we had to get bank statements. To, I mean, and they I have it on their but taxes. They all like and
0: Venmo. <laughs>
2: no, Venmo it
0: really, payments. Oh <laughs> no, it
2: was a weird. It, Not a cryptocurrency, but it was a people would buy some kind of coin and pay her the coins, and uh, yeah, it's not qualifiable to buy a home. Virtual, virtual
0: cash. Yeah, Yeah, oh man,
2: that was a a unique one, very unique one.
0: (laughs) And did she? I did
2: ask you if this uh, broadcast was a PC.
0: Yeah, put it in. This is a very (laughs) family-friendly. She wasn't accountant. I think yeah. that's what the kids an say an on online, TikTok. An accountant. I think that's what they say yes, on big TikTok. Big. <laughs> I'm an accountant. Uh, what do you do for a living? I do accounting
1: stuff. Accountant stuff. <laughs> you know, if you put accounting and then just, you know, we do maybe a 12-month business bank statement loan, you know? Yes, yeah. We see your large deposits. We qualify. We go from there.
0: Yeah. There's yeah. no
1: judgment here. Like you said.
2: Teach I respect
0: all. the hustle, guys. Hey. Just because I can't do it doesn't mean I don't I, respect you being a hard worker. Every yeah.
2: day I wake up thinking... Hey, This is your day you're gonna and I just look in the mirror and (laughs) (laughs) how good how good do my feet look today? Not good enough. (laughs) That second toe is longer than the big (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: toe. I think there's a marker for that (laughs) though.
2: Oh no. There's there's
0: a a marker for that. Um, Rachel, what about your funniest well, (laughs) can you beat the duck poop thing? I mean I sketchy as Oh, finding a loaded gun! Oh. Yeah, yeah, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually showing my sister and brother-in-law and my niece and nephew who um are two and four, and <clears throat> we were outside. It was up a gravel road, already kind of a sketchy location, and um, we were in the backyard. And I was, you know, my sister was. Out looking at the gardens and my brother-in-law was checking out the foundation as, as they do. As they do. Yes. (laughs) And the siding and whatever else he was doing. And I just, I like to try to give the parents time to look at the house, especially when they've got kids with them. Yeah. So I will take it upon myself to play with the kiddos. Sure. Um. So we were over at the play structure in the back yard and I'm like standing there my nephew is going down the slide and I look down by my foot right next to the slide and the swing set and I thought huh that's a really realistic toy because it's in the (sighs) toy stuff
1: oh no and
0: and I kind of like kicked it with my foot a little and I thought that's sturdy it weighs more than it should. Yeah. You know? There's so, no cap on that. And I, one thing about me is I'm terrified of guns. I have never been trained to use one and they just, my lack of knowledge is really probably ultimately what makes me so scared of them. Um, I'm out in the um, open
1: with the young kids around, like that's a
0: scary situation. It was a vacant. Yeah. Playground. Yeah. It was a vacant house nobody was even living there how did they get there and dun, dun, dun. so yeah, <laughs> yeah so my i called my brother-in-law over and i was like hey um is that a toy and he picked it up and he said no it's absolutely not a toy and it's also loaded and Whoa. i just thought
1: i made my stomach drop a if
0: little. my four-year-old nephew had seen that before i did and just this would have been a totally different story. Yeah, I mean, because he's four; he loves guns. He's just pew 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 all the yeah. time, doing his handguns, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. And so he unloaded the gun. I called my principal broker immediately because I really didn't know. Your fingerprints are not like your brother in law's <laughs> fingerprints are not. <laughs> like. I, yeah, like, I honestly, it was a little yeah. bit like that because of the way the house was completely vacant it had been vacant for a long time it was up a gravel road it was a perfect place for somebody to ditch a gun it was in a really weird spot who would just leave a gun on a play structure um so the whole situation was really just fully alarming um and then I ended up calling the listing agent she asked me to put it on the kitchen counter she you know was on her way to come get it um i debated even calling the police i just i didn't know what to do it was a really interesting situation but that was definitely the most scary oh i have another one that was a little bit scary too but that was the most scary and like biggest situation i ever had
1: yeah i could imagine i could see myself in that situation even just calling the non-emergency police line and just being like hey I'm realtor. I'm out of this house. I'm showing th- there was a gun on the ground where kids were playing. I We unloaded it and put it up. But we need, to, I like, I, there must be a serial number, something attached yeah. to it. But like, I'm just reporting this now because I want everything to be above the board. You know, just, like,
0: I mean, I just like pick it up, file a serial number off, and I've got a new gun <laughs> for my collection. <glasses. laughs> oh my, oh my, I my just, gosh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh I'm, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Well, my suspicion, (laughs) and since there's no names being named, I'm just going to say it. Yeah, um,
2: sure.
0: I'm (laughs) I'm pretty certain that it was actually the listing agent's gun. And it fell out of her bag or pocket or something. Oh, maybe
1: on a showing or something.
0: I think because the way that she responded was kind of like, (laughs) I was like, oh, I'm going to, my brother-in-law's going to take this down to the police station. Yeah, because we don't know where it came from what fingerprints like I don't know she's like know. oh just leave it yeah, could you, could you <laughs> no just exactly that's, that's what she did she oh, was yeah. like oh just leave it on the kitchen counter and I just said well I just don't feel ethically that I could leave a gun right. on the counter in a house where Experience. other realtors are coming in and showing and she just was like well I get that I promise I'm not going to show the house until I come get it and take care of it um, and then she said, do you feel comfortable if I write you a text? So you have it in writing, instructing you what to do with the gun. And I said, okay, I feel okay with that. As long as you promise you're not going to show the house until it's taken care of. And you send in to me in writing that you told me to do this with the gun.
2: Right. So yeah. she
0: did that. I have a feeling it was, but not- I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was her. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And not, not to get into like the, you know, like the hardest or most challenging parts of our industry, but like. I can see I mean the safety aspect oh, of being as a realtor f- and having yeah. specifically a yeah. female mm-hmm. realtor if you're going out yeah. showing houses that are more rural oh, aren't vacant, oh, that are more
2: yeah, vacant yeah,
1: so <laughs> I can imagine i mean that is to me perfectly understandable to be like I'm just you know i yeah. when I yeah. go to showings by myself, this is just something I need to make yeah. sure that i'm you know've got I a mean, license or whatever, and I'm taking care of myself but, It's like. Yeah
0: to interrupt that though i also feel that if that had been her gun she should be i mean this might sound harsh but she should lose her right to carry that gun because it she could have killed a four year old
1: yeah i mean that is if you getting
0: political guys we're moving on <laughs> well, <laughs> well no, no. Like politically. Yeah, yeah. I just mean, like, she should be forced to take You've some education.
1: You've got to be careful with that kind or... of firepower. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. 100%. Yeah. But it's understandable. You know, I worked with... This Was my, like, probably most bizarre story was I worked with this guy for almost a year. My first year, I got him as a lead uh, through an online lead system. And he seemed fine. He was, like, a odd guy. But sometimes he'd have a girlfriend with him. Sometimes he'd be broken up. I don't know. They were... They were interesting people, um, but he I worked with him for a little bit, and then he ghosted me for months, and then all of a sudden, he came back around and was like, oh, yeah, can you start showing me houses again? And I was showing him properties very rurally at the coast. There was never... I never had cell service. You know, I always prepare myself. Um, I... High anxiety. I always think uh, maybe a headline someday, but it's not going to be Realtor's body found in a river. And I kind of, and by the end, yeah, by the end of our transaction, very long story short, I was like, oh, actually... He was very adamant about being next to a body of water and he wanted it to be, it. you know, it wasn't deep enough. I had oh, gotten him. It. it was the guy I had gotten in a contract. We were in contract on the same property two times. Yeah. He backed out. We got him in contract. It was a house on the river. It wasn't like a super deep part of the Umqua, but it was like right on the Umqua. beautiful property, great house, so much potential for just like minor updates, which is what he wanted ideal right a week before closing he's like yeah no I don't want to buy it and there was like septic thing but like the seller was willing to negotiate the septic stuff and he's like nope I'm out but you know what I did find this other house and it's right on the lake and I think it's going to be a really deep part and so then I'm driving back out to like BFE on the coast
1: that's a weird like just asterisk being like <laughs> I want to be next to water like I want to buy a house I Also, kidding. like, it but be <laughs>
0: I but want like the current to be fast and
1: deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm looking yeah. for.
0: Yeah. And so anyways, we showed a bunch more houses and months and months and I like I'm I'm strategic on how I park when I'm like on mm-hmm. rural properties. I will always be the first one to like be able to get out. Like I I think about that stuff. Yeah. And I think it's probably a good thing because oh, I really, think he was really very aware of like anyways, and then so long story short, we end up in contract again on this same property and a week before closing, it's like ten thirty at night, and I get a text message from him and he's like, Yeah, I definitely want to terminate contract, but I found this other house on this lake. I was like I was like, I can't I can't keep working with you. Me. Like yeah. I can't this makes me look bad. This, like, I just can't, I can't, like, financially sustain driving, like, hours and hours for you for months. Like, I just can't. Anyways, at that point, that kind of triggered something different in him where I was like, oh, well. and this makes me sound so dumb. Midway through working with him, when he had ghosted me, he had apparently worked with a different agent for a little bit and got in contract with her, backed oh, no. out. Well, she pulled a background check on him. And she had told me, and again, I was new, and she was like, I don't trust this guy. And she had, again, we're not saying names, so I felt... She had, like, offer blocked him, essentially, because we wrote an offer, and she did not let his offer get accepted Whoa. and so because she's like i don't trust this guy i think he's shady and i was like i think that she's just upset because he didn't really want to continue working with her he wanted <laughs> to work with me
1: anything to yeah and then, when you're starting out you're just yeah, like you're yeah. willing to take all anybody anybody
0: and then she sent me his background check and he had like menacing charges and stuff like that And i was like Whoa. you know Maybe he just had like a bad day. <laughs> like, maybe it was just like a weird Ooh. situation. He was set up and for then sure. He, oh my gosh, it just escalated, and I—it was like my birthday weekend. He knew I was going to be out of town. It was like this whole thing. I didn't answer my phone for an hour, and I came back to fourteen text messages that you just had to like scroll and scroll and scroll. And then he started like he was like. Manipulating how things were like said, and he didn't trust me anymore. And he said, When we got back in contract the second time, he was like, You know, when the listing agent called me directly to get back in contract, and I was like, Well, that didn't happen. That didn't. And he's like, And the listing agent told me, and I was like, Oh my God. And so then I like had to call. Oh, and then he like called the listing agent directly and was like if you want to know why i'm terminating giving me a call directly because i just told him i've tried to like hide that from the listing agent like the craziness the crazy from the life. listing agent and so he called me he's like hey your client just left me a voicemail and i said i said i'm gonna be super super frank with you i said he's insane and he like chuckled and i was like <laughs> i wish i was joking and i was like let me like tell and he was like oh you know what i'm gonna put a rush on this and get you these documents asap and then i said did you him-
1: end up closing with him. No, I fired him, fired him, and him then I line. proceeded okay.
0: to look for his trucking down <laughs> for months <laughs> after that. Ooh. But, yeah. Scary. But one of those things that it, it can be scary, you know, as a female. But you do have to, like, be responsible. You know, protect yourself responsibly. Yeah, I don't think Dad. I, I
1: mean, I, for, like, fortunately, I've had people, like, kind of be forward and, like, you know, like, I'm gonna, you know, like, like, sort of pseudo-threaten, but not like that. Not in that capacity. Yeah.
0: There was no like up front People threat. Mad it was that just, like, just don't end yeah. up
2: following through or whatever yeah. and yeah. wishing yeah. you poorly on your family or whatever. But yeah. you, know, you want to hear my scary story? Yeah. yeah. Which doesn't happen very often as a lender. Yeah. So I get a call from uh, the VA. Okay. Like, hey, we have a, a veteran that is in need. Wants to buy a home. Are you able to help? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have transportation, but he could be there at this time. Yeah. That would be great. And I have a very soft spot for veterans. We do uh, a ton for them, all the respect in the world. Absolutely. That's like, I can do everything I can to help this gentleman out, serve our country. Yeah. Uh, guy comes in and he's probably, probably upper 50s and he is a yoked gentleman like, wow, this guy is this guy is really strong. That's just cool. I mean, like, oh, yeah. And so, so we sit down and he continues to tell me that he was incarcerated for 25 years for killing somebody. Wow. And it was like, oh, my gosh. This and turn. Um, I'm you know, I'm, I'm glad, you know, what, what do you say? Yeah. Glad, glad you're out now? I mean, like, it was just like, okay. And and do you
0: want to kill somebody else? Uh-huh. So, are we done with yeah. that phase are we, yeah. or where are do we, we, we grow and
2: learn. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm talking to him I'm like, "Well, let's do the app and and I'm I'm talking to him and I'm gonna get his name and the social and everything and and the whole time he's telling me while he was in jail, obviously you know, what is it? P ninety X or something that like you did. Yeah. So he probably did like the P ten thousand X,
0: where he worked out
2: for ten thousand days in a row. Because yeah. Again, this was a. five
0: years? And I'm I'm not
2: a small guy. This dude scared me.
0: It's a lot of gym and, time. Twenty five uh, years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so he began to tell me that when people would make him mad, he would try to kill them in jail, and he would <laughs> strangle them. He would if something he could stab them with. He goes. Anytime people make me mad, I just snap and go crazy oh, on them. God. And then he's like, as <laughs> as I'm pulling credit <laughs> with a, with a low 500 credit score and knowing very little income to help. And I'm sitting here as he's telling me people that make me mad, oh I attack. God. And I'm looking at the guy across the desk and I'm looking at his credit score and everything on there. And I'm like, who, who's in the office with me? Like,
0: yeah. What is,
2: like a and and, and, and then, it, then it was just a, well, so you know, um, I don't have any control over who to, you know. Yeah. I'm basically <laughs> yeah. the middleman. <laughs> that was you know,
0: a good I mean, approach. Like, Actually, my computer just went down. I and can't do this right yeah, <laughs> I could give
2: you a loan. I totally would, but I'm bound by VA's requirements. And this is the credit score and income we have to have. Obviously, I know you would pay the bills on your mortgage. Why wouldn't you? Obviously, and yeah. um, Obviously. went through. A really good guy. And I'm just looking at him, thinking, "Okay, is he going to start grinding his teeth? Is he going And I'm and I and no joke, I'm looking at my right here that little little cup of pens and pencils. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at that, going, "I know he sees that.
1: <laughs> I know I see <laughs> so. that. I can't oh touch
2: man, it. Yeah. <laughs> But I was super. I mean, again. When the smoke clears, oh he God. did some, some horrible things. He's a veteran that probably has some obviously some, some some things going on that mm-hmm. probably obviously did not get the help that he needed, and when he was incarcerated. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that that really scared me. I really yeah. thought that
0: How I was react? going to.
2: He was just like, yeah, I kind of thought that would happen, oh. and, <laughs> but it was really. I okay, mean, just, I think
0: you win. Scariest yeah, story that of the was day, yeah.
2: right across the desk.
1: <laughs> that is horrifying. I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like I said, I personally I've never had like that kind of. It's just that's. We're dealing with all sorts all the time, yeah, and, and it's like it's our job to manage and like navigate these like yeah. pathways for everybody and everybody. I mean, it's why we love what we do. Because Mm -hmm. it is like putting together a puzzle, a fantastically beautifully eclectic puzzle, depending on what their circumstances, but it is, I mean, hopefully, if nothing, this podcast shows you like, there is a range of not just like Casey and I have talked before about the logistics that we jump through Mm -hmm. with credit, cash flow, capital, like what we're doing to put that piece of your puzzle together. But there's also like this whole other personality side of things, of managing expectations, of meeting deadlines, of working with a multitude of people in our industry, of, you know, managing people who have been to prison or finding guns or pooping on carpets or, you know, <laughs> all of this stuff. It's like, <laughs> needless to say, like, there's not a day at the office. It's like just boring. No. I will I will say that. You know,
0: every day is different. Every day is different. So, Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, guys, thank you guys so much both for coming on and sharing your stories and everything. It's, uh, I mean, yeah, the whole goal, I know we've done like informative stuff before and we're going to do another podcast where like we want to celebrate small business owners, but we also want to like just have, you know, these types of conversations where you can learn something, maybe laugh a little bit, have a, a little bit of a deeper appreciation for like, what we do every day.
0: Appreciate your realtors and your lenders, guys. (laughs) We do a lot of We deal with a lot of
1: poop. We really, I mean, (laughs) that that could be literal, it could be figurative, it could be, you know, managing situations for, and the thing is, I think at the end of it, like I'm dealing with some circumstances fairly recently that it's like one of the hardest things I think about our job in general is I don't think a lot of people Truly understand the value of what we do, no. and the like. Yeah. What we go through, the lengths that we go through, the the depth that we go through. That it's not just oh, I pulled a couple of things online. It's not I had a quick conversation with you. It's not. It is situations where we're driving for seven hours. We're doing income yeah. reviews. <laughs> we're talking to an former incarcerated people. We're finding guns like this. It, all of us have shared stories now. This is not like oh, it's just. This would never ever ever happen. It all happens.
0: It all happened. And
1: does. we're dealing with it all day every day. The
0: things you would never think of.
1: Yeah. And hopefully like that'll just for people listening that just a uh, slightly broader appreciation for like I mean we we do try to work very hard, not just on the financial side of things, but on every aspect, you know, putting ourselves, even the form like in the way of like a version of safety, to like try to help. It's a big deal.
0: Exactly.
1: I'm mm-hmm. so glad so, uh, Rachel has
0: nunchucks. Yeah. Strange <laughs> so <So fast>. <laughs> machine. Especially strange. Freaking machine. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. This was great. Just so a pleasure. Fun. So fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And we will see all of you guys in see the next one next
1: month. Take care. Thank you.